She trusts me. She trusts me not. She trusts me. She trusts me not. It's the Grim After Show here at AfterBuzz TV, and we're going to talk about Season 6, Episode 2. You guessed it. Trust me not. Let's get started. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Back, Grimsters, to AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. Yeah! Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, and I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Got my fantastic panel assembled here today. Hello! Who's Yo. judging me for that opening yeah. so heavily. <laughs> I trust you not. And I so deserve it, yep. but I don't care. Uh, I like I'm it. Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I'm in the chat. People are not a fan. Of my opening? <laughs> yeah, it's a bad well, pun. Who's that? <laughs> that is what feeds my punness. <laughs> like, literally, booing is, like, what will make me do it more. Oh, yeah. Tari's the same way. <laughs> yes, I'm Tari, and I love puns. And you can find me at Tari J, T-A-R-I-J-A-Y. Join me for my puns. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, let's get into this episode. Um, it's like the extended version of the theme yeah. song. <laughs> it, somebody looped it. Oh, nice. I like uh, it. The opening quote. Yes. Man is not what he thinks he is. He is what he hides. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and All that right. is uh, a quote from uh, André Moreau, who was a, uh, a French novelist. Okay. Ah. Um, what, what, man, it's not what he thinks he is. He is what he hides. I mean, we got a lot of secrets flowing around here. Although I feel like all the secrets are coming out into the open in this yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, feel, uh, I feel that this quote uh, is them going... We need a quote. <laughs> we need like a vague quote. What do we got? It, it's interesting. The quotes have become like, I guess it's an interesting game for them at this point. Not just because they've done so many, but because uh, like they're not doing like episodic stuff anymore. So it's yeah. not like you can just take like a, a quote from like the grim story that you're basing this Vessin on. Right. <laughs> That's so good. I mean, though, guys, it really fits the Renard story because he thinks of himself as a really good guy, but it's really like he's a man with a lot of secrets, and that is really who he is underneath. I don't know that he thinks of himself as a really good guy. This episode, he said, I couldn't have been killing her. I was killing someone else. (laughs) Okay, what I mean by good guy is he thinks he's like... He has a lot of power, you know. <laughs> like he's, he's like he's the <laughs> he's the protagonist of his own story. Well, are we what all I mean. in that? No. He's like a, he's a you're all he's NPC. A, he is a, a a good villain because we can mostly see his side. I feel like he's gone a little crazy on this. In yeah. this, not I'm not saying we can agree with him, mm-hmm. but we can understand how he got to where he is. So we've seen him go get there. Do you disagree? Yes and no. I I definitely agree that we understand what you said that he how he yeah. got to where he is, but I I think it's still kind of unclear what his motivation is in this like massive uh Nick hunt, especially that the episode started with I'm taking him down, I'm going to kill him. The entire episode happened and we ended up in the exact same place. Where Renard's like I'm taking him down, I'm going to kill him. Yes. 
Uh, we, we all that's all that's happened now is that like at least Nick got out of the garage, right? Though I felt like this episode, like a lot of the episodes, are specifically for us on this panel, and I feel like this <laughs> episode agree. was for Zach. Where they did this w- fun fake out where they're like, hey, there's a chance for us to go back to being procedural. Just kidding! Never go back! Uh, and because there was a chance for them to be like, all right, cool. We'll have this trust me not thing go through. We'll have Nick reinstated. And then we can essentially uh, do our procedural thing with the added like conflict of them being at each other's throat. But then they do a turn to where they they basically scorch the earth, uh, you know, get Wu and, and Hank off the force. And so now we can never go back to the police procedural that we had done before. Yes. Um, I felt like this episode was also a, we got to tie up this Rachel Wood thing. We got to, <laughs> we got to tie that up real yeah. quick because we're, we're not dealing with that. We got more important stuff. We got to tie it up with a nice bow. Yeah, a nice red satin sheet. Yeah. Tie that up. <laughs> um, no, but that's what it really felt like was we, last week they were like, here's the possible solution on how we can throughout this season, um, you know, deal with Renard and, and end up being on the good side. And they were like, nah, we're just done with that. Renard's still, he's, <laughs> he's out there. Next. <laughs> I, I Was I the only one, like, as Adeline's doing this spell, I'm like, that it. Have, has none of nobody read the monkey's paw? You got to be real careful with your phrasing. Oh, and she like <laughs> even as she says it, she like says the words as soon as she testifies. Yeah, which had there's no reason for that to be in there. She'd have easily just said Nick agrees to like uh, to like hold up his end and and like. Bernard will st- and will drop the charges against Nick. She didn't need the clause in there. I th- I disagree. I think she absolutely needed it because um because otherwise Renard could have pulled the like well I said I would do it but I'll do it later once he's dead or I'll do it, you know, whenever. I think she definitely needed the time frame in there. Uh what I thought when this whole uh trust me not happened was We've had a witch for six seasons, and we have barely seen her use magic or do spells, mm-hmm. right? Like, we have the hat bong, we had the cookies in season one, we had the baby stuff where she got her powers. Mm-hmm. The we, cat. The cat, like her yelling a bunch. <laughs> you know, like when she breaks the glass? Yes. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. But, like, we could have had such a cool witch for six seasons, and now they're like, oh, yeah, this is an easy spell. I could do this. I'm a witch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's it's something that I get why you don't want to, like, use it too much. Because you wind up going down, like, the willow path. Like, towards, like, the later seasons of Buffy. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, where, like, it, once evil you willow? introduce that. Yeah, evil willow. Mm-hmm. Once you introduce that level of power, it's sort of hard to bring it back. Yeah, especially because we're we've set up that Adeline is supposed to be, Adeline, and then Eve on top of it are supposed to be like the most powerful of hex and beasts, mm-hmm. or at least Eve is. Um, so it's sort of hard to like if that power exists to not. Then it becomes well, why didn't you just magic it away? Right. Well, James in the chat says she also just got her powers back late last season. No, I know, but like. <laughs> But when she went away, we had Eve. It's we've always had a witch around. Yeah, they just aren't using witchery. Right. Witchery. Well, <laughs> witchcraft. 
None, I mean, none Richard. of them are really like thoroughly trained, though. That's true. Um, Adeline had to steal her mom's book for even, her to even start really doing proper witchery. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And, Hashtag witchery. You're welcome. I like that. Uh, and I think I think it came, it comes at a very good time. Like it, it's taken six seasons for her. I guess it technically took five seasons for her to even be on the same team. And then when we so every hex and beast and every witch we've encountered has always been an adversary from the moment that uh, Bitsy or uh, Eve or uh, Ju- Juliet has been <laughs> a uh, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, yes, Elizabeth uh, has been a Hexen Beast. She became an adversary. So, like, this is the first time we've had a really good person using their witchery for good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah. That's a fair point. Um, I, what did you think of, of Hank and Wu's decision to arrest the captain? I think it was their only move, and I think it was good that they did it. Um, I think the part where uh, Franco was like, um, "What? What were you doing? What is happening?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> He's so amazingly like out of the pic, out of, like it's out great. of the, uh, the the conversation, out of the loop. Of the loop. Thank yeah, you. it was so great. And then when they're interrogating him, and none of it is being—it's all we're cops. We take our police jobs very seriously. Everyone knows that they know everything about Grimm's and Vesson and magic and whatever. And they're sitting there going, uh, we're just going to do this the old-fashioned cop way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because they know, like, with a police captain and mayoral elect, like, in custody, like, you can't just not have the recording on. Yeah. Like, it's not like when Nick's, like, interviewing, like, a drug dealer who's also a Vessin, like he just like unplugs the thing or they like <laughs> delete the tape. It's like, no, people are gonna look for this. Yeah. Right. So they sort of have to play by the rules. Yeah. It was silly. I am I I, I do feel like we are on the edge of Vessin outing to the public though. That's with all so of this. interesting that you say that. That's because I had been complaining about um, Black Claw. Black Claw. Yeah. That like they had a message, right? They wanted yeah. to be out and open in the world. That was their plan. And now that uh, Bonaparte's gone and Renard is in charge, and we're like what a day or two after that happened. Yes. Next day, even, um, and it, they've forgotten their message. Nobody has said their sta- their like motto at all. <laughs> Right, like when Renard was freed and they're in the um, the judges' chambers and the three, they all vogue. I was like, no, we're not going to say the like real important motto that we said every episode last season. I did sort of think like the um, the guy at the station was he was he like a janitor? Yeah, he yeah. Was um, I did sort of expect him to do right. it. Right, he didn't say it either. It just also he was painting the wrong color. <laughs> Maybe it dries in the okay. right. Okay, yeah. I noticed that as well. It was really obnoxious. Uh, I we all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I think that now that Bonaparte is dead, mm-hmm. there's somewhat of a, a disunity amongst all the Black Claw u- units, and so it it switched from being like. Free our, or bring it out to the open to this Grim stands in our way and he is our main focus. But I don't think that the, like, the masses of Black Claw know that. I think the only people who know it are the high ups, 
right? Because, like I said, it's the next day. Right. Well, it's whomever was on the other side of the phone call when Renard reported back yeah. in. And so that it may have been distributed, or it may just be the judge and Renard and the lady who was in the courtroom with mm -hmm. them. So it could be just them being like, well, we need to wrap this up or figure out a way to kind of make this less messy before we move forward with our plans. Yeah. Whatever they may be. Yeah. I... I would like to believe that it's just because they're, like, sort of in chaos mm. and they're coming back. Um, so I think that, like, once... Like, his HW, very similar. Like, we've sort of just been getting phone calls from other chapters. Right, but they, I feel like, they, we saw that they were communicating with each other. Yeah. They know, like, uh, Eve says, you know, the Portland one is down, the, the other ones are still up, and then we get the call from Trouble, and or the call for Trouble. I, I just... I feel like HW has their stuff together and Blacklaw does not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, HW is like, it's a, a pseudo government organization or like secret because, but, but it, we did establish that it's within the government. Yeah. Yeah. And that they're being funded by the government. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Magically. <laughs> hey, you know, a couple million to have billion dollars disappears yeah. to fund this ridiculous underground organization. Right. Who's gonna notice? That doesn't sound like something that could absolutely happen soon. Uh, ooh. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that. Um, you mean the Department I, of Statistical Anomalies? Yep. Alright. <laughs> moving back to Grimm. Yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting and it's, it's definitely gonna come back that when HW called they didn't want Eve they wanted they just wanted Grimm's. Grimm's. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is the HW is planning coming down the pipeline, they need Grimm's for it. But not Vesson, not even very powerful Vesson, because they don't know that Eve's dealing right. with some stuff. <laughs> right. Um, the, to her, as far as they're concerned, Eve is still super magic assassin. Yeah. Uh, but they only want Grimm's. Mm -hmm. So this sort of leans into my theory that HW has a Council of Grimm's supervising it. Uh, <laughs> well, we have the Council of Vesson right. that are all dead. Uh, Not necessarily. Alexander could still be alive. That's Yes. <laughs> yes. Nobody. The, the rest of the Council, <laughs> yes. very much dead. Uh -huh. Yes. Um, but so there's nobody like overseeing Vesson as a whole. And I, like, I still think there has to be a Grimm Council of some sort right. out there even if it's just like even if it's not that they have like power over people the way that the the Vesson council did mm -hmm. but that, it, that there's a collection of grims who, who are like look the world's messed up we got like let's figure out what to do here or they just have like a secret club just where they to talk be clear about this is a theory that you have yes this is 100 a theory confirmed by the show <laughs> Is the chat like? No, I'm what just are you talking I'm just about? clarifying. Um, yes, this is a theory. I just it it in the world it feels like it ha it it logically has to exist. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, unrelated to that, but slightly related. Um. So, uh, when they didn't want Eve, it made me feel like, and maybe I'll get your perspective on this. That like Eve may have just been a pet project of Meisner's. Like, he was like, hey, this person is strong. I'm going to convert them to our side. But now that Meisner's gone, she's a liability. 
Do you guys think that that could be a, an aspect of it? So do you think that only the Portland chapter was using Vessin? No. I don't know. No. Hold on. Well, it couldn't... No. Maybe. Well, no. Because... No, because Rodriguez... Well, I guess we only have ever seen the the Portland chapter, but the first ones we encountered were all... Um, were all... The FBI? Hunyagers. Yeah, the FBI people. Hunyagers? No, F- she was a were, bird she was, person. She was... Um, I'll, look, I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, finish, but, finish your But theory. they were all uh, Vessin. Yeah. And it seemed like Nick and Trouble were their first grims, really. Um, so HW is all a combination of humans and and Vessin. Um, but I feel like I feel like Eve was relatively uns, unsanctioned. Like she was never sent on remote missions the same way that Trouble was. She was always confined to Portland. Oh, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So. Hold on, let me... the, uh, uh, in the chat, we have people agreeing with uh, Tari. Yes. Yeah. Sum, sum it up again for me. Um, I was trying to figure out how to pronounce yeah. what she was. Uh, <laughs> Steinadler? That's what James said. Steinadler. Yes. Yeah. That one's easy. Yeah. Um, but the long and the short. I know people named Steinadler. The long and the short was that Eve was a, a pet project unsanctioned by H.W., uh, so they were aware of her existence and, and aware of her conversion, but she wasn't necessarily something that they would be willing to use out in the field outside of Portland. Okay. Yeah. Like, they don't want any part of it, um, but they're also, like, they were, like, willing to let Meisner do his thing. Right. Because well, he was in charge. Yeah. Of his chapter. Right, right. Of, of his pet project, as you call yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like, I want to know what the larger HW and the larger Black Claw, how they function and Mm -hmm. how, like, the world outside of Portland is dealing with Vessin at this point. Um, so I'll be very interested when, uh, when we catch up with Trouble, wherever she's going or when she gets back from there. (laughs) Yes. Um, anyway, so. Yeah. Going back to Renard. Um, he calls up Adeline. (laughs) Sorry, someone in the chat. (laughs) Apparently is a Steinadler. Their last name is Steinadler. <laughs> so now good. we know what type of Vessin you are. <laughs> yep. Hilarious. Um, what did you think of Renard's decision to bring Adeline in? Like, I thought he was literally calling her to be his lawyer. Well, I think that he was basically going, this is your problem. Like, we have to do this together. And I think it was reasonable that he, a- he asked her. I know last week in the chat somebody had suggested that... Um, that what if it ends up that she has to defend him in court? Which, honestly, if I were her, I would just defend him and lose. Like, that. Right. your problems are solved. Yeah. Uh, just be a terrible lawyer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> he barely didn't even need a lawyer. Yeah, he didn't need a lawyer because he just called the judge. Yeah. That's he's, one way to do it. He's untouchable, which is great. Um, sorry. From a storytelling standpoint, it's great. Um, but I would have liked if she did come in as his lawyer. Because we, we've we talked about it on this show that we like like strong lawyer Adeline. Mm-hmm. And so I would have liked it if she would have like had the opportunity, even if it, her intention was to lose, the opportunity to be a lawyer again. Yeah. It is like, again, just Adeline is sort of, being damsel in distress the last in 
this season so far. I I don't know that she was so less, damselly this episode. Less right. less so in this episode, but yeah. there also just wasn't as much danger in this episode. And yes, she does the witchcraft, but like, I still want to see her more active. I mean, I and like, like the, moving out to like do get things done instead of just like yeah, people coming to her. But I like right. that she uh, she stood up to Renard, and then when Nick asked her, was like, "I'll do it." And yeah. then I know that. We got it. Can't go unset the the call when he said, "Meet me where you, I, you first said you loved me." Fans probably went crazy for that. <laughs> Somebody tweeted at me. It's adorable. Adorable. The Natalinders need to very calm insane. down. <laughs> we get it. Um, I like her reaction. I was like, okay. I was like. It- I remember that it was in the loft. Like, yeah. I, yeah, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, there's no other place it could have been. I was like, that's not a subtle secret meeting place. But it could, like, in theory, you're like, oh, it was, it could have been when they were in the park together or they were at a restaurant. Together. Like, it just, I think it's less that it will, it, like, the eventual place is, isn't obvious, but, like, it could have been anywhere. Right. I like that it was, uh, where this phone could, call could be recorded, so I'm going to say this code. The loft. <laughs> <laughs> That place where we raised our baby. The <laughs> yeah. last time we slept together. Where was it? <laughs> Wink. Oh. It's like an elevated place of living. <laughs> Wait a Real second. Real secure. <laughs> <laughs> the cops are just like, I think I got it. <laughs> uh, they go to the house where he no. lived with Juliet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some messed up stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. What if she had? What if she said "I love you" when she was undercover as uh, Juliet? Aww. Excellent point. So sad. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> she winds up at Nick's old house, just so covered awful. in yeah. black claw. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, oh, we haven't seen that house in a while. I miss it. Um, it's a nice house. Anyway, yeah. um, let's uh, let's jump over and talk about the the stick. And the yes. cloth, the stick, the cloth, and the hidden messages. Yes. Yes. Um, the, st- the stick. The stick, or like maybe the one true, like the, <laughs> the one, one true stick. stick. <laughs> yes. Um, Nick like practically went like Gollum in oh, this episode. Yeah, he almost said my precious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the words were on the tip of his tongue. It's, it belongs with me. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> Oh man! Um, I wonder okay. if these writers are nerds. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Just, <laughs> just a tiny bit. Um, so we're learning a little bit more about its its power set. Eh. Like, I mean, it's almost. It's actually, I feel like it's 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 creating more questions than it's answering. Yeah. But we're. I'm saying we're learning more about what it, it's capable of. It defends itself when it's taken away from Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh. Which has its own, a whole set of implications because it means that it has bonded with Nick in some way. Well, it's been on him for like almost twenty four hours. Yeah, but just yeah. the fact that it has the cap- the ability to bond with him mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, it like lets off like a concussive blast. Mm-hmm. I want to know how that was shot. It was just so cool looking. I want to know how that was shot. The that's overhead all. shot, you're saying? No, the yeah. like the the. Well, that's the, yep. Visual effects. Yeah. No, them um, and the shush. But, computer. Shut uh, up. All of you. Not the like. Uh, yeah, no, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. The people. Like, yes. Um, I would imagine. Uh, you don't know. I want someone who works on the show. Okay. I don't want you to tell me. Hey, 
people who work on the show. Make sure to tweet at Yell, <laughs> yeah. at Yell Teagle, exactly step by step how you guys shot that shot. Thanks. Um, whoever, who directed this episode? Zach, do you know? Find uh, out who directed this episode. I will. Director of the episode. Please make sure that you tweet at Yell and, uh, I guess, tag us as no, well. No, don't. Or don't tag us. You'll have more room to explain piece by piece <laughs> how you shot that shot. Uh, and then we'll compare and contrast how we think it was shot. And then we'll discuss it internally, not on the show. Thanks. You're welcome. I just took over the show. Uh, it was directed by John Gray. John yeah. Gray. Uh, <laughs> make sure, if you're watching this episode, to tweet at Yell. At Yell Teagle. Y-E-A-L. A-E-L. T-Y- what? Y-A-E-L. What did I say? E-A. Y-A-E-L. T-Y-G-I-E-L. Teagle. At Yell Teagle. Make sure you tweet at her and tell her how it happened. Thanks, Ty. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Where were we? The stick. Uh, <laughs> Back when, to the stick. When Eve says, um, we need uh, we need to know where the power came from, or where did it come from, or where, where does it get its power? And Nick was like, who cares? I was like, oh, no, that's not good. Now everyone knows you're addicted. Oh, yeah. Like, you just went, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting, because like, it's not necessarily, it, it did heal him, like, brought him back from the brink of death. Yeah. Um, but it's not actively necessarily giving him powers now. Right. So, like, it's very clear that there's no strategy other than maybe keeping it, like, safe that he needs to have it on his person. Um, because it's not like the ring where it's like you put it on and then it, you can be invisible. What are you talking right. about? He was completely invisible, but Bud was just talking and talking and talking. <laughs> it makes everyone else invisible. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah. Though it so, makes him invincible, technically. But what, like... The, That's true. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so getting, like, back to, like, the, the idea that it's, like, bonded with him, like, so that like what do you think it is doing at that point like is it is it a protective shield or is it like is it an evil like thing that's like trying to take him over is it like actually a magic wand where it's like sort of just like fulfilling its purposes like the the it it saves nick in this episode this like in the same way that it's a similar way that it saved him before it saved him the first time by healing him right it saved him here by knocking out everyone around him that was his enemy and nobody that wasn't it wasn't that it was just protecting nick it basically listened to him yeah i think i think you're right that it's it's saving him or keeping him safe from whatever harm or doing what he needs it to do right because when he held it over eve and it saved her. He just like held it and was like, "Hopefully this does something." Mm-hmm. Um, so it knew what he wanted. Yeah, it healed Monroe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it was near Monroe. It knew Monroe needed healing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it fixed Wu, right? Did it? I I believe so. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Um, you mean like he's no longer Neander Wu? Yes. No, he's still he's Neander, Neander Wu. Wu. He can control it now. Got it. Um, question: Has anyone? Is this the first time? That someone who wasn't Vessen or Grim handled the stick, because there could be a, mm. a it could be that uh, a human handled it and so it repelled the human. No, Hank. To, Hank has, has he, held it. Has he held it? Yeah. You sure? I'm 
I'm not 100% certain, but to I'm, the chat. I'm, yes. I'm pretty chat. certain that when they were yeah. first investigating it, Hank picked it up for at least a moment. It's possible not. It's possible yeah. he didn't, but I'm I'm I feel like he has. Maybe. Um well, if that's the if if Hank has held it, then my theory is incorrect. If he has not, then there is a chance that only people who are in the Vessen world can handle the stick, and that's why it repelled all the other people. And everyone who was in the room was able to stay standing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, in the chat, uh, Culture Vulture says, I bet Adeline will know what the stick is if they tell her. She knows a lot about magical things. That's a really good point. She still doesn't know. She doesn't know about the stick. Oh. Um, now she knows about the cloth. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, the cloth. <laughs> uh, as they, like... Diana comes in to... Oh, Diana. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, so the cloth, it's like they went, this has Aramaic in it. You know what? That's too complicated. Screw that. This is what we're going with. There are symbols on this cloth. (laughs) It said something in Latin. We translated two words. Ignore that. We're going with this now. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's layering. Um, If you're trying to protect a secret, you put, like, the best way to stop somebody from digging any further is to put something that they think they found. So the stuff on the first level may have been in order to get people to stop looking. Uh Hmm. And now, but, like, we happen to have a Hexen Beast nearby, so they found the next level down. It also might be... Ah, it was complicated. Let's go with this! (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Uh, go ahead, sir. Um, so what the what do you guys think these symbols are? We have very little more to go on, except that there's more of them. Uh, it's a star map. Isn't I it? mean, I would imagine it's a star map. Yes, um, <laughs> it looks though, like a star map. So we here's what we know about it: is that the only person who was able to see it was uh, Eve, who uh, basically traveled to the underworld. Mm-hmm. And then we also essentially know that Diana, Diana has some kind of, or like she has some kind of connection with the the dead in, in some way, um, based on her her process of uh, based on what's her faces Adeline's process of getting her powers back. Oh, um, because it, it relied on having a dead, uh, like one, like a dead. Uh, what is it called? What are they called? Um, Hexen Beast. Yeah. Two dead Hexen Beasts. Like, it required her, her mother's bones, and also it required um, that other lady to die. Yeah. Um, so there there is definitely some kind of connection between death and this this cloth. It could be, the like, that star map could be how one gets to the netherworld, um, or it could be that this stick and this cloth are connected to... I think someone mentioned, like, hell or the devil. Mm -hmm. And so that could be where the source of the power is coming from. That's so interesting. I I definitely thought of it more as, like, the pure soul thing, right? So, like, Eve, we had said that maybe the stick kind of cleansed her soul a little bit, which is why, like, he thought he could take her, but also why she can only see three of the symbols. Mm -hmm. But... Um, aside from the fact that Diana has killed people, she um, is this like innocent child and I don't think she's real like I, I don't think she knows that she's killed people so her soul isn't really like damaged because it wasn't 
with, wasn't malicious. Yeah, it wasn't evil. It was to protect people or to save people. Um, and so she's got this like innocence <laughs> for an evil demon child. Um, and so I thought that that's why she could see everything. Mm. Interesting. Um, but your theory is also good. Maybe. What do you think, Zach? Um, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, like, so we're saying that it, it reminds people of a, a star map. And it does have that circular design that you see in, like, Zodiacs. Yeah. And all that. So and people will be shocked when I, I say this. Uh, what if it is connected to Vescent Origins? Oh, yeah? Hear me out. Hear me out. Go on, Zach. So, Zodiac symbol. Like, if we, if we go to, like, the Chinese Zodiac let's say like what if each one of those symbols is is like some form of like an original zodiac that's like partially with the the other one be greek the the traditional like one that we use like libra scorpio aries uh your astrological signs yeah either way whatever that is yeah um and the chinese zodiac which like the rat ox tiger rabbit sure what if like those are like the original like 12 Vessin, and this is like some somehow connecting them all together. Hmm. Um, we know that the the stick and the cloth are part of something that was so powerful that the Grims of the time felt that it needed to be hidden away mm-hmm. for like not necessarily forever because otherwise you just like throw in the ocean or something. Right, you don't but, make keys with a map. Yeah, it tells you how to get there. Yeah, they. They didn't just like want to bury this forever. This was they need if they needed access to it. So the, all those things together, my thought is that they, they can be used if they're used together in the right way. Like maybe even just using the stick to like trace the symbols. Mm. Um, something as simple as that. Shadow hunter style. Interesting. On shadow hunters, yeah. they use a stick to trace the symbols. <laughs> um, it maybe it creates a thing where all Vessen are forced into their Vessen form, mm. like permanently, or maybe it ends Vessen, like takes that away from them. I don't know why Grimm's wouldn't use that, uh, so I don't necessarily lean into that theory, but like something uh, the idea that these two things could affect people. I feel like we're, we're coming to a head in something that is going to be a worldwide event, yeah, within the Grimm universe, and. I think that these two things, like now that we've seen like the underworld and these symbols, it, I think that it's going to be either stopped or created with the stick and the cloth. Interesting. Um, in the chat, someone says the cloth uh, has to do with death and life. And I think what would be really interesting is if like the stick is life and the cloth is death. Mm. Like something. Hmm. Like a yin and a yang. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I also like the idea of a worldwide event where all the Vessen are forced into their Vogue state. Something like, if it is a star map, then essentially it could be kind of like one of those uh, one of those timely things. Mm. Uh, what are they? Um, where all the, the planets stars align. align. Yes. And then it essentially fo- it is either uh, focused through this stick or um, it's just a big thing that happens where everyone is forced to do that like that would make sense we're so predictiony already i know yeah but like we don't know what these things are so we gotta talk about them finish talking about the episode okay okay um (laughs) uh well the other stuff that that happened in here um 
There's some great Mon Rosalie moments. Yes. Uh, bro. Um, that was the first thing that stood out to me. It's like the first line in my notes was Rosalie, like, when he spilled, when Ron Rose spilled, speech, she just goes, bro. <laughs> um, the babysitting. The babysitting. Oh, yeah. Uh, so first, like, leaving Monroe with, Di- like, like Diana's terrifying. Mm-hmm. They should never separate. They, especially because he is a temper. Like, Rosalie knows with this child she should be there. But she was like, nah, I'm out of here. I'm going to deal with the sleeping baby. That's easy. But then at the end of the episode, after Diana draws them the map, she disappears. All the adults are sitting down there Googling, and Diana and Kelly are unsupervised in the spice shop. I just but, want that pointed out. Yeah, I, we get it. Everybody's excited. You have a death child in the other room. Yeah, with you magic. You know, you actively are aware that this child has murdered somebody recently. <laughs> yeah. Like, even if you're not 100% sure about Bonaparte, you know she killed Rachel Wood. <laughs> I'd like to imagine that she was just in the other room, like, spinning spices, entertaining the baby. You know? No, she's she was like, just bam, taking bam, one and going, fireworks. <laughs> yes. They came out to their shop and were like, where are all of these items that we need? <laughs> they became fireworks. Yeah. But look how happy the baby is. Yes. That was... Oh, my God. Costing the shop so much money. If it wasn't already in debt, it is definitely so much so now. (laughs) Yeah, let's hope that whatever jar she disappeared isn't inexpensive. Isn't the one they need next week? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, All right. So any other moments that you guys like from this episode? Like stuff that stood out? Uh, I want to get to predictions. (laughs) All right. Well, well, we did have uh, the... We got to talk about the flashback briefly. Yes. The flashback to Yell's most hated moment. Um, no, I. You know what I loved about this flashback? Uh, We're talking about when Renard had the Meisner flashback. When he saw the gun. For so reference. I pointed out last week that Renard clearly has blood on his hands. He feels guilt for Meisner's death. And multiple people were like, no, it's, it's about Bonaparte. It's about killing Bonaparte. And everyone was telling me this. Even people here at AfterBuzz were like, no, no, it was about Bonaparte. And I was like, I don't think so. I think he feels guilty for killing his friend. And this week, it was like the writers went, oh, are people not getting this? Let's just put it in their face. <laughs> he feels guilty for killing his friend. Yeah. Remember that, like, it's easy to forget because it was like three years ago at this point, four years ago even, that three. when we first met Meisner, he was Renard's... <laughs> He was Renard's, like, personal, like, he was, like, his go-to, like, I don't want to say, yeah. hitman, gopher, yeah. yes. And, like, also his friend, because Renard has no friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that he had to murder him, even to though he had To save him. Yeah. Even though, apparently, Meisner had a secret double life where he worked for a secret government organization, uh, keeping the best <laughs> in, uh, population in check. Yes, of course. Uh... Still, he feels bad. Yeah. So good. Um, all right. Should we get into some predictions yes, then? Yes, we should. Predictions. Let's do it. Oh, there it is. Yes. It was my magical yeah. magic. Good thing you got it. I'm a vessel. Uh, James said Meisner. Oh, my axe. Meisner was Renard's <laughs> cleaner. His cleaner. Yeah. yeah that's nice. like, That's fair. Um, all right. So he spent a lot of prediction 
uh, time of this episode being prediction y. But in the Please, promo, it's us. Yes. Uh, in the promo, <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all do it. Nick takes the hit from the hat bong and turns into Renard, mm-hmm. shirtless. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> why is everybody always taking their shirts off? Who's no complaining? Reason. Yeah, why would you want to keep a shirt on when you're transforming into someone else? That's a waste of a perfectly good... Especially with how tall yeah, it's Renard is. Yeah, it's got a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also, who doesn't need some gratuitous uh, shirt taken off? And, Nick just like, hey, you know? hey, pass that witch bog. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying we should have more shirtlessness from everyone in the cast. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I was like not even aware of what's happening. I'm ignoring. What? Nothing. Oh, were you taking your shirt I off? I was. Yeah, but... whatever. Okay. Whatever. I'm well, rocking thanks. my Nick and Monroe. I see that Calvin all the time. <laughs> Nothing. Not that true. I haven't seen. Go on. Um Yeah, I just like, I mean like I've already predi- I've given out like all of my predictions. Well yeah. then should we head into our spoilery news? Um, yeah, let's put up a, a spoiler alert uh, for some. Uh, I, I, let's, yeah, well, this is news and gossip. I, I, spoiler alert! Yeah. Spoiler alert! Um, spoiler yeah, we got alert. sent uh, some stuff this week that was spoilery. <laughs> I consider it a huge spoiler. For the record, uh, cast appearances that were unexpected, that's a spoiler. Yes. Um, tweeting characters. it out. Is a spoiler? I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't like spoilers. I, I don't even necessarily always like to watch the the next dons. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it because we want to be able to predict for you guys. Right. But uh, I don't know. I don't like to see press images. They give away mm. too much. Uh, yeah. Well, I, though t- playing devil's advocate, but also we should tell people what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so there was a, a picture of Meisner in the basically in a suit that was tweeted out. It's supposed to be from episode four, four. if I understand. Um, and I, I, since there is no context, feel less of the like spoiler sting. I mean, especially because we've gotten so many like hallucinations. There are so many different possibilities that it could. Fair be. enough. Um, but. I mean, it was it was very premature. If it, if we had gotten it next week, I would, I think it would have been a little bit better. Yeah. Since next week is episode, episode three. three. Um. But either way, what do you guys think that it means? So uh, I, a lot of people uh, want to believe that he's alive, and uh, as much as I, and and a lot of people, James is tweeting that maybe he had a twin. I uh, as much this is as not I the Yell that, Fantasy Show writers. Yeah. As much as we enjoy when Yell's fantasies come true, we really do. It's not. Um, I mean, like then you'd also just be disappointing her because then they were never alive at the same time, or they were they never were, on the show at the same time. Yeah, I was like, they were alive, <laughs> um, but I absolutely uh, could see it being, um, you know, uh, Renard seeing him and and having to deal with our dream or you know he's because we see him dealing with this guilt yes what if mm-hmm. what would you do what if renard witch bonged into meisner so that was the other thought because somebody tweeted a photo of them side by side and it looks like their tie is the same um so the other thought was if Nick is going to witch bong into Renard. Renard witch bongs into Meisner. And if that is the case, here is what I want to happen. Yes. Um, I want him to go and see Diana 
because as we know, Diana loves Meisner. He was her uncle figure. He protected her. He birthed her. They were they were they were close. Uh And I want her to find out that her father killed him. That's what I want. Do you think okay. Diana, if she met Meisner, would feel connected to him in some way? Yeah, absolutely. In that scene where she kills the king, where he kills the king, and she's still a ch- like a baby. Oh, that's right. They actually have. Met they his- have a yes. connection. Yeah, she and- loves him. <laughs> so that's what I want. Is I want if there is a chance for Meisner to be there somehow, I want um, her to discover what happened to him. Yeah. All right. I had theorized uh, that. It was Nick also uh, becoming Meisner. Mm. Um, he's just basically running the whole gamut of people to turn into just to mess with uh, Renard. And also to have free reign without worrying about being caught out in the open. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love that idea of Nick showing up as Meisner to be like, to f- you killed me. <laughs> that'd be so good. People to like, F with him, that'd be so yeah, good. Because yeah. people would be like, I see you. <laughs> Uh, uh, I do. I do. Th- sorry, this is a little more, a little more back to predictions, but uh, yeah. I just with this, I do think that like once we get like Diana and like everybody like aware, once everybody learns everything that everybody's done, which like by the end of the season, I think we'll get. Mm-hmm. I will bet you there's a bigger, there's like <clears throat> slightly longer term prediction. I think we're going to see Adeland in her like last like defense of the of, of Nataland basically mm-hmm. uh, I think Renard will die by Adeline's hands mm. I just want, like it, it, there was a connection to this whole conversation that went in my brain that, that I realized that you did work. not hear but <laughs> but uh, that'll only work if Diana chooses her mother over her father because right now she's a little girl who just wants mommy and daddy together and um uh Judian in the chat says Diana only loves her mother, and I, that's not true. I think she really wants her mother and father together. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I think she chooses one side, we'll be okay. But if if Adeline kills Renard, Diana will go crazy. Mm-hmm. The question is, what is Diana going to think if she finds out that Nick and Adeline are together? Diana may be the most vocal anti nataland person ever. <laughs> You're Kelly's daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, gonna be your stepdaddy soon. <laughs> What's up, girl? I thought that's what he was gonna say. <laughs> oh God, this is, yeah, got weird. Got weird. Only All right, in your head. That's gonna do it for like on that note. <laughs> that's gonna do it for the grim after show here at After Buzz TV. Uh, thank you so much, Grimsters, for joining us again this week. Thank you to everybody who's been sharing our show. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Keep doing that. Uh, while you're doing that, make sure that you go onto iTunes and uh, hit us with a review. Like, let us know what you think of the show and like what you're thinking of the, of Grim so far. Like, we want to know what your guys' thoughts are. And leaving a review on iTunes is a great way for other fans to help to, to find this podcast. It helps keep us at the top of the search results. And so other Grimsters can enjoy this this amazing ridiculousness that we do every week <laughs> even more. Uh, we didn't get any new reviews this week. Go to uh, iTunes Rain Review, which people. Which is why yeah. I want to encourage you, if you're a Nataland fan, and I know that a lot of you are, yeah. go hit us up on iTunes. 
Uh, <laughs> it takes it takes five seconds of your time. Um, until next week, I've been your host, Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Be sure to go on to Comixology and check out... I'm going to keep plugging this yeah, every absolutely. week. Uh, yeah, absolutely. My comic book, Kid Cop. It's a short. It's 99 cents. Uh, check it out. It's very violent. Uh, it's, it's very ridiculous and funny. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, check it out. Kid Cop. Uh, I'm Yell Teagle. You can find me at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And in the week between now and the next episode, I want you to tweet at your favorite grim actor and tell them to get on the after show. I will work it from my end. You will work it from yours. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, <laughs> nothing. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-R-I-J-A-Y. And remember, director, don't forget to tweet at Yell. Let her know how that <laughs> shot happened. Uh, and other stuff. Things and stuff. Don't forget to watch Librarians later tonight. Librarians! Woo! Uh, all right, guys. This has been the Grim After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.